I know a rabbi's son who grew up here in Los Angeles, and he told me once <clears throat> his father invited Rabbi Simon Greenberg, who was a legendary conservative rabbi, helped found what was then called the University of Judaism, taught at the Jewish Theological Seminary. They invited Rabbi Greenberg to Shabbat dinner. And at Shabbat dinner, Rabbi Greenberg asked this boy, who at the time was nine or 10 years old, tell me, do you know what the longest birkat hamazon, grace after meals, do you know what the longest birkat hamazon of the year is? And the boy said, yes, when we have guests. <laughs> I tell that story because this morning is actually the longest Birkat HaMazon of the year. It's Shabbat Rosh Chodesh Hanukkah. So the next time someone asks you, what is the longest Birkat HaMazon of the year? You will now know that answer. And in trivia contests, you'll kill it because um, it comes up often, as you know. That has nothing to do with what I wanted to talk about, but I thought it was too good an opportunity to pass by, since how often do you get Shabbat Rosh Chodesh Hanukkah? Basically once a year. What I did want to talk about is this past week, I was at the White House Hanukkah party. And I have been incredibly blessed in my life. I've gotten to go to the White House under both Democratic and Republican administrations. And I want to tell you my impressions, <clears throat> at least this past week when I was there, of what I thought about being there. First of all, my first impression is they have pretty good security. <laughs> Everybody had to take a COVID test and wear a band and get sniffed by a dog and go through all of that, which is good to know. It's good to know that there is security. But then you walk in. And what is so, first of all, it's really both wonderful and awe-inspiring to anybody who has any scintilla of patriotism. But what's wonderful about it is that when you walk in, you see portraits, by the way, many of them of first ladies, some very beautiful portraits of first ladies that you would not necessarily be the first ones to come to mind, like Harrison, but also you see portraits of first ladies from Eisenhower, Eisenhower to Bess Truman, to Jackie Kennedy, to Eleanor Roosevelt, to Nancy Reagan. In other words, everyone, everyone, everyone. And when you walk around the halls and you see the Gilbert Stewart portrait of George Washington, which is when you think of George Washington, that's what you think of. And there is the actual painting and you see this gigantic painting of Abraham Lincoln, and you know that all of these figures, all of these figures represented this place, and you think that all of them went through this place, and you know whoever the inhabitant is at the time that you're visiting is a visitor. They're a sort of ger toshav in the Hebrew term. They're residents and visitors at the same time. And to come at this time of year, even more than the fact that it's Hanukkah, is the fact that we read the Joseph story. And the Joseph story is the first time Jews went to the halls of power. But the difference was that as soon as Joseph was gone, 
so was the Jewish presence, and the slavery began. But here you know that under administration after administration after administration, there are pictures of people not only celebrating Christmas, but lighting Hanukkah candles. That Washington was the first one who spoke about the freedom of Jews in this land in the famous letter that he wrote. And that we really do belong here. And it is evidenced by the fact that year after year after year, for all the difficulties that we have had and all the problems that we know exist and all the anti-Semitism we have to fight nonetheless, the White House is our house too. And they make a decent latke. <laughs> Not a great latke, but a decent latke. And it is a beautiful thing to experience and to see, just to walk around and see the variety of people, secular Jews, ultra-Orthodox Jews, Jews with kippot, without kippot, Jews of all stripes and kinds, of all political flavors, all gathered in the symbol of our country. And it happens year after year under Republican presidents, under Democratic presidents, and if ever we have a president that is from neither party, it will happen again. It's very beautiful and very inspiring. And at least for me, all of the partisan bickering that we spend all of our lives talking about sort of falls away. Because you realize whatever we're fighting about now, Republican, Democratic, this person, that person, whatever we're fighting about now, the White House has been here before that happened and it will be here after it's gone. There's a famous story about Ben Franklin when he emerged from the Constitutional Convention and a woman came up to him and said, what kind of government do we have? And he said, some 250 years ago, a republic, madam, if we can keep it. On this Hanukkah, how grateful we are that through all the storms of American history, we have kept it. And that we will, God willing, continue to keep it into the future as long as we remember that we don't stand in front of a Democratic flag or a Republican flag. We don't stand in front of a flag that belongs to this candidate or that official or that party. And it belongs to America, just like that house. And if we keep that in mind, then, God willing, this country will continue to call forth the best of us. As when people beleaguered from all over the world even leaders whose country are under attack will come to us as the Jewish leader of Ukraine did and look to America for help, for safety, and for rescue. Shabbat Shalom.